tomorrow holds for us as a nation, as a people. But I know it's our responsibility as moms and grandmas to be able to give our kids some wisdom and some knowledge of being able to take care of themselves. So that is the whole purpose of For Your Health blog talk show. I bring in many guests, farmers, and other people to tell us and share with us their journey on healthy eating. But also, you know, the Bible tells us to teach the next generation. So I have with us tonight, and I'm really excited about these guys being here, these are two gentlemen. I'm going to bring them on board. I have Mr. Robert Davis, who is the president of the North Coast Black Bass Angle Association. These are fishermen. You know, um, and then we have Mr. L.C. Collins. He's also a part of this uh, fishing group of men who's going around and teaching the next generation of young people about healthy food um, fishing. And, you know, my grandmother fished, and I used to fish. And we want to bring these skills back. I want to say welcome, gentlemen, and thank you so much for taking out time of your day on a Sunday evening to spend some time with us to share with us about what you're doing. Mr. Robinson, welcome, and Mr. Collins, welcome. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm excited. You know, um, I just I have a grandson. He just turned six. Last year, I bought him a fishing rod, and I want to be able to teach him how to fish. And I realize a lot of our kids don't go fishing. They don't go hunting. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and in the wintertime, round about Christmas, no, East, no, 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 wait a minute, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving time is deer hunting time around in the upper part of Wisconsin. And I used to work for a company, um, and people shut down. The company shut down that week. Everybody was taking their vacation. The men were going hunting, and they were gone. It's like it was ghost town at that job because all the men were gone, and they were taking their kids, and their kids had used to hunting. My dad used to hunt as a, as a kid. I watched him and my uncle sit around talking, laughing. I didn't eat the rabbits, and I didn't eat the squirrels, but I remember him being excited about going hunting. And I truly believe that's what we need to bring back today. So, guys, tell us about your organization, the North, Co- uh, the North Coast Black Bass Angle Association, how it got started. Okay, uh, I have to. I guess I have to rewind um, back to about 1989 or 1990 when I met Mr. Collins, uh, and uh, he had started a program in Cleveland called uh, Hooked on Fishing, Not on Drugs. Actually, it was a national organization, but um, that was the first urban program in the in the in the country, and uh, so uh, we became close friends. Uh, actually, through work. And and then uh, later on, um, I found out he he liked to fish, and he he started a, a, through another friend. He had started a, a youth fishing program, so I became one of his volunteers. And um, the um, uh, what happened the uh, the the program you know where we fish and we taught kids to fish because you know like uh, we enjoyed eating uh, fresh fish from time to time, and we're on Lake Erie where where the walleye and the perch and everything are, are plentiful. and uh, But I always had a love for bass fishing. And I ran into some other guys here in town, and we started a bass fishing organization. So we've been supportive of each other probably since the early 90s. 
the North Coast Bass, actually we, we're called the North Coast Bass Anglers Association at this point, and we became um, uh, part of the Ohio Bass Federation, which is a much larger uh, platform form for us to to uh, work within and and spread our mission statement and and to to be involved with with youth and and, and civic organizations. That's pretty much how we started. Uh, the other thing was at that time, back in the early '90s, um, that, uh, there was there was not uh, the 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 competitive bass fishing industry was not warm and fuzzy towards black men or women. So, uh, well, we we figured we start our own organization. We became part of the International Federation of Black Bass Anglers, probably in 1996 or 97. Wow. That is great. And, you know, years ago, that was one means of putting food on the table was fishing. No, no question about it. Uh, you know, but, you know, it's, it's interesting. Uh, there's, there's, there's two, two uh, um, paths one can take as a fisherman. One is, is, is uh, catching fish to eat and uh, competitive bass fishing or walleye fishing or or crappie fishing, uh, you can make money. Uh, some of the okay. there was a um, just recently, uh, and I, gosh, I can't even think of his name. Mark Daniels uh, is one. Ish Monroe um, and Brian, I can't think of Brian's last name, but anyway, they all just won hundred thousand dollar bass tournaments within the last year, and they're African American. Wow. Okay, so wow. uh, not only can you put fish on the table, you can put uh, uh, money in your in your bank account. <laughs> so, uh, and and that's that's what happens in fishing now. It's it's not just a thing. You know, people see watch fishermen on television. They'll catch a fish and let it go. They say, well, I wouldn't let that big fish go. Well, if you knew that that big fish was worth worth a lot of money, you would let it go. Wow. So, <laughs> yes. Now. Um, Mr. Collins, you started yes, uh, Hook on Fishing, not on drugs. What made you start that program, and what was the result from you having that program in your community? Okay, we, we started primarily, uh, as Mr. Davis said, uh loved to fish. My, grand, my grandparents took me fishing. But uh, the task force on violent crime here and Larry Nance of the Cleveland Cavaliers back then uh, to fight gang, gangs and those type of things, we used hooked on fishing as mm-hmm. a means to reach those kids. So, unfortunately for us, Governor Voinovich was a fisherman himself. So we became the first urban program in the country. Then, with Robert's help, uh, they used us to market our programs to other programs around, other urban programs, not just in Ohio but around the country, that it can work with kids. We had kids who would carry guns but were afraid of worms. So it was. <laughs> So it was it was a struggle. It was a struggle. <laughs> oh, we have a, I'm laughing. That is too funny. <laughs> yeah, but we have a, a 90, 96% graduation rate. Then most of our kids either go to college or uh, to military. So we're, wow. we're doing really, really good. Thanks to and you know, volunteers. You start, when, did you, when did you start the hook on a hook on fishing, not on drugs? When did that start? 1988. Uh, wow. And is it still going on today, or but just under a different name? 
Uh, we're 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 still we're still thriving. Uh, we just expand a little bit though because our kids like other things. So we became uh, last January, <clears throat> 2017, we became the uh, 41st Berkeley School of Music site in the country. So our kids learn how wow. to make these. They perform. Uh, we we play everything from James Brown to Parliament Funkadelic, BB uh, King. We 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 turn it out, as Mr. Davis will attest to. <laughs> For sure. Wow. So it is the same kids. Wow. Uh, I don't I don't know how your audience will take this, but uh, first show was downtown at, at one of the malls, mm-hmm. and uh, another minority person called the county on us, county director, mm-hmm. because he felt that our program embarrassed the county. Because three of our kids had uh, ankle bracelets on, performing. Okay. And when I got the call from the, the county director, he thought it was a great thing. So we, we didn't get in trouble before because he said we were doing the right things about it. By exposing our kids to fishing, Aww. camping, all those types. We have kids who, as Mr. Davis will test you, have never been camping before. Right, right. They are grilling food, those type of things. They they really don't know how to do it. So we like to tell people, Mr. Davis, myself, and a few of the guys are probably the best cooks in Ohio. When we camp, we eat collard greens and chicken and you name it. <laughs> <laughs> so the hamburgers and the hot dogs are gone, huh? This, this, this not really. So yeah, food. pretty much so. Okay. Yeah, pretty much so. But, you know, how many of these young people do not get exposed to being in nature, to seeing the stars, you know, from just laying back on the ground and seeing the stars in its natural form without city lights or hearing sirens. Being along the water is very calming. So what is the response to some of these young people when they're out like that? I'll I'll go first. Uh, with a young lady who, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but she started crying one night because she didn't want to come home. Mm-hmm. We've been out there maybe a week, and she was like, I'm not ready to go home. So a lot of her kids, they they fall in love with it. They fall in love with and it. And not only that, it's the peace, that inner peace you feel so relaxed. You know, they don't have no one screaming at them, all the loud music. It's Even today, he, he, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. If you go into the grocery store, they got loud music playing. Um, the customers are making noise. You go to the gas station, even got the pump playing a television and everything like that. So they're bombarding you with all this noise in the grocery store, when you're pumping gas, everywhere. So to be in a syringe place, a place of serenity where you can just listen to nature, hear that, and our kids don't hear that or see that, I just commend you guys. I mean, I really want to sit here and feel like I'm bringing me to tears thinking about this young lady (laughs) because I know how peaceful it is to be along that water. And, I, you know, I always tell people I can never take a nap. Shoot, put me along that bank or that river. I'm ready to go to sleep. It is very calming and relaxing. So are you guys, how many youth are you working with and what are the age groups of the young people you're working with? Uh, we, we're year-round. We have, uh, right now we have 37. We used to service 50 kids a year. So probably by the next two weeks we'll, we'll, we'll reach that goal. But they, they're with us all year. Really? So once they yeah. sign up, they like we on board. Uh, we take it from fourteen to eighteen. Our kids stay with us from uh, age fourteen to eighteen. Wow. We have, we have uh, now, doctors the, and nurses and everything that comes. They come back. 
Our, our wow. logo is, is, is the Buffalo Soldiers logo because mm-hmm. we like to tell our kids wow. that uh, envir- environmental services aren't new to minority persons as the Buffalo Soldiers were the first stewards of the national parks. So it's not it's not new to us to be involved in wow. environmental science and services. And see, what I found, you guys, let me tell you, I had a home daycare several years back, and our state representative here in um, Georgia, State Representative Roger Bruce, he represented the Douglas County area. And once a year he was doing a fishing rodeo over at State Water, Sweetwater State Park. So I would take my daycare boys down there and the kids down there, and we would have fishing rods and showing them, and they would have other gentlemen showing them how to cast, how to put the fish on the hook, how to take it off the hook, that kind of thing. And then they were frying fish, too, at the event, so kids were able to get a chance to taste the fish. Mm-hmm. Like you, you had me laughing about the young boys carrying a gun and afraid of worms because these kids were so afraid of worms. I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, they were running, they were screaming. I'm like, all right, this is not going to work. We're going to have to toughen these boys up and teach them how to fish and how not to be afraid of it and how to be able to do that. So when you said that, I'm just laughing because, they appearing tough on the outside, but they really, really just soft kids, scare kids in the inside. I just love that oh, idea. No. Yeah. Go ahead, Mr. Yeah, Davis. Yeah, if I can add, you know, we uh, again we we've partnered with with Elsie uh, and his uh, Mr. Collins and his group at the Cleveland Treatment Center for a long time, but but we've also uh, branched out. Um, uh, and and developed other relationships and, and one uh, we've been involved with for the last this will be our third year is called the Renee Jones Empowerment Center and uh, Miss Jones has has a mission of of, of reaching women who uh, have been victims of human trafficking and and rescuing them and bringing them back and making them whole again. Well, you know we've had a couple tr- uh, camping trips with these these ladies and uh, Mr. Collins was involved yeah. with one of those trips and. Uh, from what you were just saying, it just, it doesn't just affect kids. There are a lot of adults who have been in in urban environments and never you know seen because the city lights are so bright, you can't see the stars. And, and once Mm-mm. you get away from from the city lights and you and you're exposed to mm-hmm. doors and, and and sit around a campfire and and look yeah. up at the sky, there is nothing to compare with that. Or, or even watching the sunrise um, uh, on a lake in the morning, you know the, the guys mm-hmm. in our basket. You know we, we we usually hit the water what they call safe light, and when the when the, when the sun starts to rise and it's just safe enough to navigate on the waters, we launch our boats and to see that sunrise and and especially on a calm morning, mm. just in the only only sound you hear is the, the roar of your motor, but you see that the, the ripples in, in, in the uh, um, on the lake. And and see that sun coming up, it, that orange sun is just spectacular. I know, so, I know it is. And not only but, that, but it gives you more appreciation of God and knowing there is a God. You know, that's for true. me. Absolutely. That's true. Yeah, uh, and the kids. Um, now, you know, we we've um, uh, we started a competitive bass group called the right. the, the Prime Time Junior Bass Anglers. And and these kids, um, it, we started off uh, probably about eight years ago, 
And the core of our group uh, was from this one lady, and she's actually living down in Florida now. She she moved with her kids down there, and they're they're all in college. But um, uh, we had one black lady who was really into into fishing herself, and she wanted her kids, so they brought their friends. Okay, so kids would bring kids in, and and uh, 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 Miss Dean brought her kids in, and 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 she they already knew the ropes, they knew how to cast. So the, the learning curve, as far as what we were doing, was very limited. You know, uh, you know, it was very minimal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of a sudden, these these kids, you know, they became sort of like leaders. Uh, it was it was a couple of girls and a boy, and and we had pretty much all uh, African American kids in this youth program, this in our in our bass fishing uh, program initially. Um, uh, but uh, I'm here to tell you, it's extremely difficult to get parents who are committed. To bring their kids out, especially in, in the urban community, black community. Uh, at this point, we have 20 kids in our in our uh, in our, our, our youth bass club, and three mm-hmm. of them are black. Really? So, uh, how that happened? I, I I wish I could tell you, but no, uh, it's not that that we we don't want them. It's because these these are great kids. Um, uh, we had a young man who um, is from from Iran. Who was the president of the club uh, about a year ago? And at that point, wow. uh, he was—he's—he's uh, he's at, at one of the local colleges now. He's at Kent State University, and he fishes with their bass club, you know, so on on a collegiate level. Um, uh, but he was such a leader uh, that it was just just amazing to me. So the bond that the kids have together is is is. I have to step back on in, in, in amazement because. Um, we as adults don't like each other, you know, because you're from a different culture. <laughs> we have have yeah. a government that's divisive, but but yeah. kids don't yeah. don't don't understand that kind of stuff. Mm-mm. You know, when mm-hmm. when you're a friend, you mm-hmm. when you love each you love each other regardless of of where you came from or who you, who your parents are. And right. and uh, right. and that has been a a blessing to us to to watch the growth of these kids, um, both as fishermen, as young men and ladies. And and as as a service of the community, you know, that can I take you back so on that? Wonderful. Yes, yes, please. I I think what what was also has been great for us is that uh, six of the uh, excuse me, of the minority uh, Ohio boating education instructors in the, in the state, uh, five of the six minority folks are, were kids that were in our program. So what we're saying, for you to get a license in the state of Ohio, our kids, the graduates, can help you do that. And in our shooting sports, it's the same thing. We have five of the seven minority people who teach shooting sports in the state that came to our program. They're young people. And I think the skills that mm-hmm. they learn, Robert's understating like his value, but to have someone who approaches it from a scientific perspective really helps our kids. I mean, it's, it's and it proceeded from a, you know a possibility of being a tournament fisherman, making money, all those type of things. It's, it's, it's outstanding. He, now, he ride know, horses too. Kid, I'm, I'm sorry. As a kid, I used to watch tournament. They used to come. I didn't watch it. it. Used to be kind of flipping through the channel, and that was really big. That tournament fishing used to come on, oh, it on is. Sundays or some. And it used to come on, and I I thought it kind of faded away, you know, with water pollution and everything like that. I have not even thought about tournaments in the aspect of making money fishing. 
Oh, let's, but that's before you, let's talk about what you guys down there. You know, like like in, in the southern states, uh, our folks have kind of moving away and, and left land. They're not fish farm fish farms. It's huge down south. Mm. People raising fish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. huge. Mm. Wow. Well, you know, wow. when you talk about tournament fishing, um, actually, sport fishing generates more money than golf and tennis in this country. Get out of here. Most, Are you serious? It's, it's, it's probably, at this point, probably close to $100 billion a year. Are you serious? I kid you not. Man, you know how many so, young kids standing on the corner probably be real good if you just pull them off that corner and, and, and make some money that way? They will love it. Oh, no question. You know, and, and it's not cheap. You know, uh, you know, like going fishing with your buddies and, and, and getting a, a, a fishing rod and some worms, it, it's, that's, that's, that's fun and relaxing. But when you become a competitive fisherman, you know, you, I, I probably have like 20 rods on my boat. And I and I I won't say how much they cost because my wife is listening. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, but okay. and, and I'm one of the in my club, you know, I'm one of the cheapskates. You know, there I can tell you that there are, are men in our club that have have probably more rods than I do, and they're and the cheapest one may be two hundred dollars, uh, just the rod, and then and then they go up to five hundred dollars or more. For one fishing rod, and that's not counting the reel. Wow, wow! So it's it's not a cheap sport, and 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 you pretty much to be on that level have to have some some major sponsorship because uh, the tournament costs are probably you know in in uh, close to ten thousand dollars per tournament or more to get in, and then you have to travel now, all I'm- over the country. <clears throat> Are we being recognized in this sports now? Have African Americans start being recognized in the fishing tournament? Oh no, no now? question. Yeah, like I said, it, within the last year, there are three uh, African American men who who have won major tournaments. Wow! And wow. prize money that exceeds one hundred thousand dollars. So yes, yes, we're being recognized. Uh, it's, there's not a lot. But but the ones that are there are, are making a dramatic impact, and there are women involved too. Okay. Hey. All right. Hey, okay, ladies, you can do it. Robert. Yes, sir. Can you explain the importance of us being on the steering committee for the state related to uh, our folks buying a fishing license? Oh yeah the the Ohio Department of Wildlife um, and and most most states I'm sure Georgia is the same way. Has 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 been trying to 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 get people of color to 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 fish and to buy fishing line actually to buy a fishing line because they were fishing. <laughs> so um, <laughs> if you get my drift. Um, so uh, and 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 it's important to buy a fishing license because those type of things help uh, to foster programs like like the, the ones we have. But the other thing is they they do is. Um, uh, we, this is okay, it's got to be about 15 or more, almost 20 years ago. We were, uh, um, uh, Mr. Collins and I were in, in my basement and talking to my wife about who who was doing cultural diversity training at the time, and mm-hmm. and so you know we we her point was that 
if you want black people or people of color or, or whoever to be be mm-hmm. part of what you're doing, you need to have have pictures of them in your in your literature. And there were none. Yes. There were no no. There was uh, on the, the 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 license brochure for the state. I had never seen a black person on there. <laughs> so yes. uh, we went to this this meeting. They 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 called us because I guess they thought uh, between us we you know we knew a little bit. So that was the first thing we laid on the table. And the next year there was a a, a, a black woman and a little girl on the cover of the state of Ohio's fishing uh, a license uh, the brochure. Okay. okay. So they All they right. listen, you know, um, and uh, we we have they put a woman and a young lady. They put a, a woman and a girl, but they didn't put a man on the picture. But but that but that was a step. Okay. That was a huge. Gotcha. Step. I got you. Okay. I mean, you know, since then they, they've had a, they've had a, a, a man and his daughter on a, on a, on two. Oh okay. Okay. Then they've had an actual right. family, man, woman, African American male, mother, father, and All a child right. too. So they, yeah. Yeah, because that imaging is so important, that picture image of what you put out there. Um, and, you know, and I guess for me, we always got the man out the picture, and it's always the women trying to do something, or his women trying to take the kids fishing, you know, where's the man, where the man. So I like that, being able to put them out there. And that's why I was really impressed with you guys, that you're out here reaching our youth and making some changes with them with fishing. Again, just being in love with the outdoors is 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 quite a quite a um, uh, a daunting thing. Um, uh, y- you can't help it, you know. Just being outside. You know, I heard people say, "Well, I don't like camping because you know they're afraid of bugs and that sort of thing." But once you do that a few times, you know, with some people who know what they're doing, I, I think what happens is is, is 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 when you have a bad experience. When you take a kid right. fishing and you're in the sun all day long and it's burning up hot and you're not catching any fish, the kid won't go back. So it's, it's, it's incumbent upon, upon the parent or, or the adult who's taking them to, to find out a prime time for the bluegills to bite or something, a panfish, so they can have a good experience, so they can catch a bunch of fish. They'll like it, and they'll, and they'll go back. You know, if, if right. when I was a kid, I was just just I, I did it because my my father died when I was seven, but I knew he was a fisherman, and his best friend, mm-hmm. who I was Jesse, was also a fisherman. He never took me, but because I knew those men that I loved uh, liked to fish, I wanted to fish, not because I went. Aww. Right. You know, right. and and when I got older, uh, I started to fish and hunt like Uncle Jesse. You know, and I remember taking him a uh, uh, a piece of venison that I, I I shot a deer during bow and arrow season, and I butchered it, and took him a, a, a roast down there, and he and he almost cried because he just he just knew that I would never be outdoorsman because my mother was afraid of water and she didn't like guns. <laughs> so. Mm. Wow. Can I and that's how most women are. Go ahead, Mr. Collins. Yes. I, I think. Like your show and and the gentleman you talked about down in Atlanta, you, you actually have to love our kids though and care about them. That's yeah. that's that's key to all of this, you know. Yeah. And our kids function very well under love and discipline. Mhm. I think that's they do. key. There's too many of us who <laughs> who, who who don't give back or afraid to give back. Whatever it is, uh, we just have to stop it and, and care. Amen. Amen. 
And, you know, when I see some of these young boys walking the street or just hanging out, I'm not fearful of them. I'm just thinking. Sometimes I tell people, and I tell this to my daughter sometimes, I said, there may be a farmer spirit or maybe a fisherman or hunter spirit laying dormant in them that was in them from a past generation of young people, uh, their grandparents or great parents that used to do that. We need to resurrect that spirit out of them. It was in you, Mr. Roberts, you know, when your your dad did it. But even though your dad was no longer here, that spirit was still alive in you. And it came to it came to the perimeter. You brought it to life. And that's what I want Certainly. to see happen. So I want to know, um, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back. And when we come back from the break, I want you to tell us how people go about signing up, being a part of your group. And then, two, I want to talk about how can other men like you out there that do like to fish start what you have started to help our kids. So we'll be right back. You're on the D Hour Network. I am Marsha Patterson. I'm your host. I just want to thank you guys for listening, and thank you for being here. Oh, 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 
you can always any 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 um uh store like uh uh Dick's or or Cabela's or Bass Pro Shop, they you know, if they know you're doing kid kid uh um a youth youth programming, I'm sure they'll give you a huge a huge discount. Um so uh we buy, you know, sometimes four or five hundred ro- fishing rods at a time to give out give away to kids. So um what you want to do is contact your wildlife office if you're a bass fisherman uh, and you're part of like a, a BASS or FLW sponsored bass organization, they all have conservation and youth programming. Uh, so you know, look at look up, go online and look up uh, the Georgia Bass Federation, and I'm sure they they have have something uh, uh, online there that how you can connect with a bass club. Uh, I'm not sure where most of your listening audience is, uh, but if you're in in uh, states other than than Georgia or Ohio, uh, almost all states have, uh, uh, except for Hawaii, have a bass fishing uh, program, as far as I know. Uh, maybe it may be Alaska. Um, so, um, but for 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 us, look look on our website. Uh, our, our our website is ncbaa.net. ncbaa.net and contact us through our through our, 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 our website. There are telephone numbers on there where you can contact us. And leave a message, and we'll get back to you. Now, Robert, you said you guys give out about 400 fishing rods. So do those kids get to take those rods home, or when they or do they come back with the rods? Or how that works? Or do they have to we, pay for them? Actually, they don't have to pay for them. The, usually the, the Ohio Department of Wildlife, again, that's it's, it's, they're just like drug dealers <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> if they, they they may give you a couple uh, uh, rocks or whatever to hook, get you hooked, and then once you're hooked, <laughs> then you got to buy them. Uh, so you know they get a kid hooked on fishing, uh, literally, and then by the time uh, you know they become adults, they they buy license, and so it's it's gotcha. a it's a uh, uh, a marketing scheme for them. It's, it's a good thing they 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 want they don't want us to keep the rocks. They want us to give them away to the kids. And and they trust. Now, when the kids go, when you take the kids in a large group, they don't have to purchase license because they come in as a group. So the group has a license for them to fish, or is it just waived for these particular events for a large group with children and young people? Two different ways that 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 happens. If they're under sixteen, they don't have to buy a license. Um, A a couple of events we hold are. are on a city of Cleveland run property of the the uh, it's a um uh, on Martin Luther King Boulevard there's a, a pond uh, Rockefeller Lagoon and it's maybe about a mm-hmm. 5 acre on there and and some of the monies that we raise through through uh, uh grant uh, processes and that sort of thing uh help to stock that pond and since it's, a, it's run by the city of Cleveland they don't have to have have a license the adults don't either Okay, uh, but gotcha. if they fish gotcha. on 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 a Lake Erie or any of its tributaries or any uh, any Ohio um, waterways, they have to have license if they're 16 or above. Okay, okay. Is that right, Elsie? Yeah, you're, you're correct. Yeah. What we do uh, each summer for the City of Cleveland Department of Recreation, they have a camp. So our kids teach fish fishing out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, five or six of our kids. And, and just like Robert, we serve like a thousand kids each summer. All those kids get a free fishing rod too. 
And they also wow. have information about uh, how they can join a hooked on fishing program. Now, when the kids go out, when they start doing more fishing with your group, now how often do you take the kids out when they join up with your group? How often are you guys out with the young people taking them fishing throughout the year? Well, Robert, you go first. What, what, you want to go ahead? Go ahead. No, you go, go first, Robert. <clears throat> okay, all right. Okay, with our group, with our number one, we have we have a, a group of kids who are bass fishermen, who do competitive bass fishing. They, we have at least four tournaments with them. Uh, we have four tournaments, and then and then there's a it culminates in a state championship. The kids who qualify go to, go to the state championship, and it could be, and that rotates around Ohio. Um, uh, we've got kids who are are outstanding. Um, uh, the Ranger Boat Company sponsored a a buddy tournament a couple years ago, and two of our kids won. So uh, wow. they had to fish. Tournaments and then you know, the the winner um, uh, the winners of that went on to the national so so it's it's you know it's it's an awesome thing um, but we we go out at least four times with them now now what we do and and for your listeners what you might want to do is partner find a church find a civic organization uh, reach out to somebody like like uh, Mr Collins who has has a program uh, if you want to work with adults there are drug treatment programs there's all kind of programs that. That you can you can come in contact with and make an impact with the outdoors, you know, for for somebody mm-hmm. who's been 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 a, a, a drug addict for years and that sort of thing, and maybe went fishing when they were kids, they would love something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a mm-hmm. boat um, uh, at a at a, one of our club picnics, and I took him for a ride. This, this brother, big guy, broke down in tears because. He says, "Man, I was raised in a good family. My my family uh, um, was from from Shaker Heights, and Shaker Heights was one of, especially back then, was one of the more affluent communities around Cleveland. And but his, nobody wanted wanted to be bothered with him because he broke in their house so many times. So you know he that you know so just 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 going on the water and seeing million dollar houses around the lake just it changes guys' life." You know, and next, you know, he's he's out of the, out of the drug program now and doing well, got a job, and and he's contributing to society. So, so you know, you any little thing that you you you, you it may seem insignificant, but it, these are powerful tools that we have at our disposal. And I think too, we, being on the water is very calming and it's very relaxing. I think help people to just kind of relax from the day. You know, so many times we take if I've said this many times on my show, if I meet another person that's on the antidepressant medication or all these drugs, I think the best drug is nature, life itself, being able to relax because people don't know how to relax. They don't know how oh, to no. let go of the tension of life. And that being on that water and being out there fishing will relax you. At least it does for me. <laughs> it's very relaxing. I think also uh, every year we have a Mother's Day fish fry. That's where the you know the kids clean fish, fry fish, and cook the other uh, items to go along with the dinner. And they also serve their parents every year. Then every Father's Day we do a camping trip. And I think what's unique about it, you don't have to, your, your, if your mother's your father, she can be there. Anyone yeah. over eighteen that, wow. that can represent you, that's a male, they can be there. So it doesn't have to be your biological father. So there's no excuses not to come. So we there's a lot of ways to. Make people feel comfortable doing these type of things. Oh and my to God! Get I just love what you guys are doing. 
I just love it. I just love it. I mean, and that was one of the next questions. You teach these kids how to clean this fish. And oh, yeah. you just said it. You just answered it. You, yeah, you teach them how to clean it, scale it, the whole bit. That is wonderful. Oh. Now, the Mother Day and the Father Day event, that is great. So what about volunteers? Someone interested in starting a group like this and want to uh, kind of model what you're doing or find out how you got started, how can they reach you guys if they have any further question after the show, you know, to say, okay, you know what, I think I want to volunteer. Because we need volunteers of people to sign up or even start their own organization of fishing for our youth. Well, I, he, you can have my uh, email address. It's robertdavis731 at gmail.com. Just email me and Actually, you can have my, my cell number, 216-780-1424. That's 216-780-1424. Give me a call because, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 we're all busy, but leave me a message, and, and it may be a day or two before I get back to you, but I'd love to talk to you. And, uh, uh, again, there, almost every state in this union has, has programs uh, dealing with outdoor stuff, whether it's shooting sports or or, or hello, are you there? Okay, you kind of faded off. Yeah. Did you? Did you, you yeah. Okay, I, I kind of faded off a little bit. Sorry now, about that. um, that's okay. That's no problem. What I'll else would you like us to know? Okay. Yes. Go ahead, Mr. Collins. Okay, LC Collins at ClevelandTreatmentCenter dot org. That's the easiest now, way to contact me. Okay. I'm the director of Cleveland now, Treatment Center. Okay, okay. So the, the treatment center, is that working with people with drugs and alcohol too? Heroin addicts primarily. Okay. Okay. Medically okay. assisted treatment. We get 700 clients. You, wow. We wow. just This weekend we just took, the, took 75 or well, 60 clients plus their children. We just took 120 people camping over the weekend. So, and what Robert's saying, some, these, folks, these folks haven't been able to do that uh, since they started using and things like that. So we just take our – we do it quarterly, our clients and their support system, and the kids get to go for free. A lot of fishing, camping and fishing. That is so wonderful. I just really, really, I'm just applauding you guys, and I'm wanting my listening audience, because this this blog talk is heard all over the world. It's an Internet blog talk radio. So you get people from every part of the world that's listening, and especially here in the United States, you know, African-American youth in the inner city, you know, you don't hear good things about people like you guys and what you're doing. We don't hear about you guys on the evening news or see that the result of what you're doing to help make changes and impact on families and their children. So I just want to give you a shout-out and say thank you so much because when I saw you guys and then I was talking to State Representative Roger Booth, their event is May 18th next year, uh, next month, and so he'll be on um, giving us a boost about inviting people out here. So, But I just want to talk a little bit to um, Robert, you said something about bow hunting and um, and um, uh, hunting for deer and things like that. Do you guys yes. do that too with the youth? Is it... 
Uh, actually, I have not done that. Um, we have done archery. Um, actually, uh, um, Mr. Collins' group does a lot of archery uh, things. Uh, when we go camping for Father's Day weekend, um, uh, his kids are trained by, uh, they're 4-H certified trainers. And mm-hmm. and all have bows and and will are 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 all willing and, and able to 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 teach kids how to how to shoot a bow. Um, usually, you know, it starts from there, and 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 as they they progress in their skill level, you know, they may want to start hunting as a, a, a archer. So gotcha. and that's that's gotcha. what happened with me I, through the Boy Scouts. I, I learned to shoot a bow. I had, I had an old Ben Pearson wooden bow. And uh, I got one for Christmas, and back in those days uh, when they had the, like the days of air rifles, and most parents didn't want you, you know, like my, my mother wouldn't let me have a gun, but she didn't realize realize how, how powerful a bow was. <laughs> 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 and, and she bought me one for Christmas, and uh, uh, that's how I learned to shoot. And when I got older, I ran into a, to a friend uh, who was from Central PA and said, you ever go bow hunting? I said, no. I said, I used to love to shoot. A, you know, I loved archery. And he was the one that that that, that he's a, he was a doctor at Metro Hospital, and, and we 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 both hunted together for years, so and killed quite a few deer. So. <laughs> wow! And, and then you know how clean a deer too, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? At, at high school, I grew uh, I grew up uh, working in a butcher shop, so uh, that was nothing <laughs> for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, all yeah. that talent and skills. You know, this is wonderful because, you know, I had talked with a couple of farmers and they're going to want to put the group together so we can show kids how to slaughter a hog, how to clean a chicken, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. And because we want to be able to bring those skills back. I, you know, I look what's happening in Venezuela and what's happening in other parts of the world. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think the United States, many Americans think we're removed from what can happen uh, with people needing food or having a blackout, but because I've been on this journey with um, my business was yesterday's kitchen for today, and that is a business where I teach the mom, the next generation on how to can, how to make homemade bread, milling fresh wheat into flour, juicing, showing them how food is designed to be our medicine, educating the next generation about planting their own food, um, we're getting ready to come into the spring season, so I usually have someone on from Baker's Creek Seed Company encouraging people to have heirloom seeds. You know, seeds have been genetically modified and changed, and our food yes. has changed and it has affected many parts of our health and our mental capability of what we're eating. My grandparents was, lived on yeah. farm pretty much in their life. Yeah. I'm sorry, you, you know, me, uh, Robert. You know, you you were saying about about the genetically modified uh, foods causing mental problems. I, I was I was thinking that might be one of my problems here. So, <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> but I'm serious. It is this food is having a profound effect on our kids' mental as well as emotional state of being, and because there's now 52 different different types of sugar out here, and it's fructose corn syrup. This, the the wheat has been genetically changed. So I'm seeing the difference that it's having around people. And I'm meeting people who've gotten their family members back by changing their diet from ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic, autism, and cancer with diet. Okay. So my grandparents, my mom, my grandmother on my dad's side lived to be 105, and she lived on the farm pretty much most of her life. They 
grow their own food, they did their own meat, and that, that's when it was real. So when you know what you're doing with your food and how to take care of it, what's the process, you're going to be healthier. And that's what I want to be able to bring back to the next generation of young people, these skills and knowledge of preparing food, taking care of themselves and their children, because I have no clue what's going to go on, and the food prices are going up. And so we want to be able to say, you know what, you still can eat. This is how you can eat. Fishing, hunting, growing your own food, milling your own grain and making your own butter or milling your own wheat. All that stuff is very easy. And Marsha don't do nothing hard, so I'm not doing anything <laughs> hard. It's just well, being well, able I to do these have, things is nice and easy. Huh? I think we may have to take a road easy? trip. You start canning uh, stuff, you know, I, I can remember having pear preserves and and uh, in the yes. ball jar and uh, black mm-hmm. blackberry jelly and all that kind of stuff when I was a kid. Yes. So uh, yes, all right. So so Elsie, yes. uh, we, we I had to hit the road and go to Atlanta. <laughs> oh, we, we can do well, that. You know what? But I, I didn't even. I'm sorry. Say that again. No, I do got some information for you though. So I think some of, some of the marketing is. Uh, I, mean, I think she like let the kids know oh, Nelly's a fisherman. Deion mm-hmm. Sanders, Randy Moss, Michael Irving, all those guys are fishermen. Alan Iverson. Really? Okay. All right. So there's there's a lot of people that they like and enjoy uh that fish and they're heavy fishermen. Wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's what the brother we call him uh, they call him prime time the um yeah, Dion. Yeah, he fishes quite a bit. Sanders, Dion Sanders is a big time. And actually, that's that's where where I I pretty much got the name for our, our youth program for uh, because he was such a big bass fisherman. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and see, you don't and... hear about that. You don't hear that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. But I want to be able to bring this information out. So you know, I I sent this link to the. Um, the Black uh, Farmers and Lions group and a lot of people who are homeschoolers and people that I know that's into doing things with family and into collectively putting this out there. Churches, like you said, I think churches need to wake up and grab some of our youth from the community and or set that up as a group with a Sunday school group of kids or boys, girls, boys and girls clubs um, hook up with fishermen. And I think it would be a great resource for people to learn from what you guys are doing because you got the blueprint already set up since 1989. You've been doing this, and I know you've been success. I see the pictures. The kids look happy. They look like they're enjoying themselves. And to be able to get out and feel the nature, I'm just, I just—I love being out in the sun. And the sun, vitamin D, you talk about depression. Sitting out <laughs> in that sun helps. Vitamin D is great for depression. It's great for lowering your blood pressure. It has so many health benefits for us, and people wouldn't be on antidepressant if they was out there in the sun getting that nature on his own. Oh, for sure. I, I like to add this, too. Uh, when our kids are, are applying for college, you know, being involved in the Boy Scouts fishing programs and stuff like that, you have a lot of weight on your, your college application. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it, it carries right. a lot of weight. You know, a lot of our kids, you know, they have a, like Robert said, 4 H shooting license. So the college recruiters are like, wow, man, you guys do this, you do that. 
So the majority of conversations about the outdoor activities they're involved in. Now, how many adults you have volunteering with you guys? Because I saw the pictures you sent me. There's quite a few men that's taking their time to be a part of this group. Oh, yeah. With us, um, uh, in our bass club, we have about 30 members. And everybody in our club has to do at least two events a year. You know, so uh, uh, with with those two events a year, you know, uh, t- times thirty men. That's 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 a lot. Plus we have, we partner. There's we have the Ohio Bass Federation, and there are in our region probably four or five other clubs. And w- when we need help, we call them. So look, guys, like come on over, and we need to to uh, to to uh, we need some help with this project. And and they get credit for for for, for doing the work too. So uh, it's it's pretty special. Yeah, we, we have now, six. You have six. Members, yeah, um, this is okay. based on the fact that you know, as a as a treatment facility, we have mm-hmm. a, a major a major background check issues. Gotcha. That all volunteers gotcha. have to go through. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, with these people volunteering, are this all non-pay? Is there a salary in any of these people, or everybody just volunteering with these organizations? With uh, with us, us is all volunteer. Um, you know, um, but you know, before, you know, listen. Before I know it's going to going to close up soon, but I want to tell something, give you a little bit more information. We work with a group oh, yeah. called Ohio Ohio Sea Grant, and Ohio Sea mm-hmm. Grant is, a, is 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 affiliated with Ohio State University, and there's mm-hmm. an island on Lake Erie uh, called Put In Bay, and kids can go. High school kids can go up there and they spend weeks up there. And they get credit, science credit, like three credit hours for for, for right. so many weeks they work up there. Uh, it's expensive, but but uh, there's all kind of scholarships they can get, and we encourage our kids to do that, especially if they have a love for the outdoors and want to do something with 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 conservation and that sort of thing. And and these kids, you know, once you get in that program, your your chance of getting into Ohio State, which is really difficult nowadays, are 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 increased too. So I mean to to get you know to go have fun and be on a boat and and study fish and um, uh, invasive species all summer, uh, you know mm-hmm. it, it's it's a great summer and 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 you, you it's it's like going to college. Hey Robert, just just watch the, the National Council of uh, National Hispanic Environment Council. It's just for minority minority folks, but they they have a scholarship applications too for for camp for the summer. It's kind of competitive, but you know you can also win a scholarship to travel for the summer through them. Wow, wow! Now um, we're going to take another break, and we'll be right back because I still have some more questions for you guys. Okay, is that all right? All right, sure. Yes. Okay, thank you. All right, you guys, you're on the D Hour Network. This is Marcia Addison. I'm your host, and we'll be right back.
you're back on the Be Our Network. I'm your host, Marsha Patterson, and we're here uh, for your health to kind of give you information about fishing. Many times we've lost that art, especially in the inner city uh, and even some of the rural areas, people are no longer fishing. So we have two gentlemen who've dedicated their lives uh, at this point of giving back to our community and teaching the young as well as the old on the art of fishing. You know, uh, one scripture coming to mind is that's Matthew 4:19. He says, "Make me, uh, I will make you follow, uh, follow me, and I will make you fishermen of men." You guys are making men and women fishermen of their life because when you give them back that inner peace and that inner calmness that we can't have, that we lose through everyday life, drugs, alcohol, uh, the stress of life knowing that there's some peace out there and some beauty out there because if you're not used to being out of the city where all you're seeing is concrete and um, no grass, no nature, not seeing the stars, we lose touch with that part of what we that's supposed to be inside of us. I think you bring that back, that inner peace, because when I'm telling you, when I went camping for the first time and I looked up and saw the stars, I was just like, oh, my goodness. I didn't know. I, I thought about when he took Abraham out and he says, this is how many descendants it would be because the sky was just so full that night of the stars. And so I just want to applaud you again. I can't say that enough about what you guys are doing and taking this challenge on. Because I know it can be a challenge because you have families, you have your own business in life, and you're taking time out of your busy schedule to give back. And that's what we need to be able to do more, especially in the inner city uh, and for African Americans, because we need that. Because time, spending time with a young person or an older person conversation is more valuable than just handing them a dollar and telling them to move on. Now, um, do you guys have any upcoming events that people can participate in or be signed up for? Uh, okay. Uh, we do. My goodness, and I should have it handy. Uh, we have one in Cleveland um, sponsored by the, um, uh, the, the Donebrook Watershed Partnership. I don't have that number, but if you look it up, it's, it's in Cleveland. It's called the Donebrook Watershed Partnership. It's the second Saturday of July, and it's the family annual family fishing day, and and that is a, a really cool thing. Uh, you, and you'll need if you live in this area, you need to call in because they they only have they, they, the first 400 fishing rods they have. That's uh, is, they're going after that, but you can still come if you have your own equipment. Um, uh, that's the biggest thing. We also have a uh, on May the. Um, May the 11th, uh, we have our annual um, dinner dance, is, and, and it serves as, as a, a fundraiser slash um, um, uh, recognition of, of, of uh, the top anglers in our club and, and also uh, just a, a meet-and-greet thing. We have one of our members is, is an outstanding jazz uh, a flautist, and uh, oh, wow. Wilborn, and he had a, one of the top jazz CDs in the in the in the nation last year. So uh, he's going to be featured in our in our in our dinner. So um, uh, if you can always call me, uh, the tickets are pretty much gone because uh, uh, you know they found a herb was playing. You know people are buying them up, and we only have room for like 180 people. So, um, but that's wow. what we have the the closest things we have going on. 
Um, we also actually on the 14th of this month we have an event um, at um, uh, for for the primetime junior bass anglers and it and it's an it's an awards uh, uh, dinner for them too. So, uh, uh, but that's not a, a open event. So, but you know you know I was looking I was looking online while I was talking to you. There is a, mm-hmm. um, a guy named Austin who has a fishing circuit. You know it's called Fishing with Jim Austin. Uh, and and there are a number of of traditionally um, uh, African American bass clubs, but they're all it, it, what's, what's cool is they're all integrated now. And and it used to be a thing where 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 you know like you know it was a black bass club, and you know uh, uh, um, Caucasian men or women you know didn't seem to to want to fish with these guys. But now uh, that's not the case. As a matter of fact, yesterday right on what's the lake there outside of Atlanta? Uh, hold on. Um, Lanier, Lake Lanier is near you. Lake Lanier, yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, there was yes. a tournament yesterday on on, on Lake Lanier, five thousand dollars first prize. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so they have a, a number. Pardon? I said definitely. We really have to get our kids involved so they can be a part of some information like that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Sure. So. Um, you know, th- those tournaments usually for adults, but, but those guys do youth programming too. So uh, mm-hmm. um, if if you look up on on internet, fishing with Jim Austin, uh, it will give you okay. all the, the information, and you can uh, you'll be able to to find out when they have their tournaments. And normally, when they do a youth, uh, a major bass tournament, they also do a uh, a youth fishing event too, along with that. So. Um, uh, these guys, these guys all want to give back to the to to the community as well. Right, right, Mr. Collins, you have any events coming up on well, your with your facility? Yeah, our our well, we meet every other Saturday, uh, nine to four. Uh, then the third, at least one of those Saturdays each month, we do like a fishing outing or some type of outing. But we also do just uh, kind of we do a lot of theater. Community, we have a community theater program. So we got a mm-hmm. major program for, for next month. Well, next month for Minority Health Month. Actually, it's feature, featuring one of the alumni of our program. Donovan Lloyd's one of the top jazz uh, trumpeted people in the country right now. So he's he's alumni hooked on fishing too. So he'll we're doing a play about his life, how he used fishing to wow. steal drugs and games and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, Mr. Davis, you gonna yeah, be there, sir? Uh, what's the date? I don't, have, I don't have a calendar in front of me, but it's, it's, I think it's the last Friday and Saturday of this month. So almost, I think it's almost sold out too, though. Oh, <laughs> it's going to be a Cleveland okay. state. Oh, you guys aren't but, playing. Uh, you got got big name people you're supporting. You got a a wealth of people surrounding you and supporting your organization. It sounds like that's what you have, and that's what been able to. Have you to keep running since 1989? Yeah, and all the oh. kids come back. They get back. Yes, they come back, talk to other yeah. kids, those type of things. You, you know what's interesting about that? You know, um, kids won't always tell the adults that they had a good time, but when you see them coming back <laughs> every year and, and and their friends come with them, you know they had a good time. Right, 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 right. Well, how was it? It was okay, but then they they, yeah. they show back up. I love that. I love that. 
what do you what do you want to share with us? Um, what do you think? If I miss anything, what did I miss that you think I, we need to our listening audience need to know about what you guys do and your commitment to the young people and the feedback the young people are getting from being a part of this? Uh, if if I can say something first, um, my opinion is, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. And adults often say, you know, these kids are so bad now, you know, and they're not like they were when we were kids. Well, if that's the case, it's partially your fault. You know, so uh, to to any adult listeners who 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 um, think kids are bad and you're not doing anything to to to, um, to stem the tide, to to get be involved in their lives, then then find a program, you know, whether it's through your church, through a civic organization, or through wherever. Uh, I'm sure they can contact you, and you can probably put them in touch with some of the programs you're doing there in Georgia. You know, but get involved. Yeah. It's, 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 not, it's not a difficult thing, you know, and it only requires mm-hmm. a little bit of your time. So if if you if you could do it and get a couple of your, your a female or male friends to, to get involved with you, then then you you got got a couple more bodies and and the the impact can grow, you know. And you don't have to take but one kid. Grab one kid and take them fishing or or camping. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's 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 a whole issue. You know, we we look for huge programs, but but just like evangelism, is is one on one is the best way mm-hmm. to get it done. Yes, yes, it is so true. I love that. I just and you right. I would just like to say this. I think for me uh, and for other programs too, uh, my, my my children were were involved in our program here. So as a young person, it allowed me to work and also to be able to afford. A, by being a program director, I could take my kids with me on all these vacations pretty much for free. I think what <laughs> <laughs> I think the other benefit is that uh, Robert. Mr. Davis, his wife, and other adults are, are my kids' family. Mm-hmm. When they come home, they got to see Mr. Davis. And they, you know, when they're traveling around the world, they got to shoot Mr. Davis a picture and stuff like that. Or, how's Mr. Davis? Uh-huh. How's, you know, are they cooking? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? Yeah, they just they just love it. So you 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 can build a family that way too. Amen. Amen. Yes, I love that. I just love that. So. So, again, um, I just love what you're doing uh, because I think it's so important for us to be able to teach the next generation with these skills. As I said, um, my business, Yesterday's Kitchen for Today, been on here for 12 years, and what started me on this is my daughter, my youngest one, kept getting warts on her fingers, and I realized it was the food. And when I started milling fresh wheat into flour and changing the diet, all that went away. My husband's now deceased, and he lost all the belly fat and stuff um, from eating right. And then so my journey was to know, okay, we don't have the grandmothers and the mom teaching them how to do this anymore. We need to do this. So I'm stepping up to do that, and the kids love it. I've been so many different places where I'm uh, East West um, run a fire station. They had a health event. I meal fresh wheat there. We made fresh waffles, and my daughters weren't there yet to help me. So they had some other young kids, girls come up, and they're watching me. They said, "Miss Addison, can I do that? Sure, let me show you what to do. Here's the recipe. You're going to mill the fresh wheat. Here's the ingredients. 
They loved it. And they was all standing around looking at the young lady who I assisted me. And so now she's gurgitating everything I had said to her with such confidence and showing how to use the equipment. And I'm like, see, they want this. And so many of them want to do this from fermenting and showing them how to use food for medicine because a lot of our kids are overweight. They're oh, on yeah. antidepressant medication, ADHD, bipolar, all these health issues with our children. And a lot of these children may not even, uh, the parents may not, out, I mean, the parents will outlive their kids because of the health issues and the other issues that's going on. So I really feel that it's important for us to put this tool back into their hand, whether it's in the kitchen, making homemade bread, fishing, hunting. And I remember in Wisconsin a couple of years back when I was living there, I was going to this church, church I grew up in, came to Baptist Church on Leviton Chambers. They had some senator come in, and he was asking people to give back their guns, trying to buy back the guns because of their gun problems and things. And this is me. I'm thinking, no, we don't need to give back the guns. We need to take these young kids, teach them how to use those guns and how to hunt and get some meat on the table. That's what we need to do. And that's, I'm still a big advocate of taking these guns and showing these young kids how to use these guns properly, hunt, squirrel, rabbit, whatever it is, and show them how. And I think once they see that, what that can do, we don't have no problem. Because our camp family hunt years ago, and people weren't shooting themselves, like shooting each other like they're doing today. So I really want to be able to take the next generation and teach them these skills, even how to clean a chicken, how to clean a, a pig, the whole bit. They need to learn how to do this, even ride a horse. They, some of them even know how to ride a horse to take care of a horse. So, And I think they will have those skills if we teach it to them. And that's why I applaud what you guys are doing. And not everybody want to do this, but being able to have these, that knowledge and know I can do it or someone's here to teach me how to do that. So I just want to thank you guys again um, for taking out time of your day. Um, is there anything else you guys want to add? Now, Mr. Davis, real quick, do your wife fish? Uh, you, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> um, not a lot, but she 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 enjoys it. Um, okay, cool. All right. uh, I actually went to she can a burn, uh, she pack and burn. Okay, she can cook. cook. I had. That's yeah, that's good. Yeah, um, I took her to a bass tournament in Branson, Missouri, on Table Rock Lake about in 2007. We were on vacation, mm-hmm. and when I got down there, you know, I was I was pulling my boat. When we got down there, the the Ranger Boat Owners Tournament was there. So uh, a guy asked me was I there for the tournament. I said no, we were on vacation, and and they gave us. They said, well, you know, you guys can 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 you know, it only costs a hundred dollars to fish a tournament. So we got in, and the tournament. Well, <clears throat> needless to say, um, uh, we caught we caught fish all day. On this particular lake, the bass have to be at least fifteen inches, and she caught a mm-hmm. monster smallmouth bass. <laughs> And so when we got to the weigh, there's a big weigh-in at the end of the day in bass tournaments. And I don't know, you're, mm-hmm. I don't know if you, who Jimmy Houston is, but Jimmy Houston is a guy who who catches fish and he would kiss them and that sort of thing and release them. And uh, anyway, he's a really well-known um, um, TV personality in fishing. Well, 
he was a waymaster. So we go up to the stage, and they said, well, who caught this fish? And I said, she did. Well, he said, you go sit down. <laughs> so I said, okay. <laughs> I was praying that my buddies in the bass fishing community didn't see that because it was, it was televised, and unfortunately it didn't, it didn't make the cut to the program. <laughs> but uh, my friends all over the country would have seen me get get toasted by my wife. So, so yeah, she goes with me sometime when when, when um, I don't want to get shown up. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, that's how we women roll. That's, I love that. Okay. Yeah. Now, what about you, Mr. Connell? Are you married? you have a wife that's the women that's fishing with you guys? Um, no, but the kids do. My kids okay. have, I'll be honest with you, my kids have raised her. Because what they tell her is okay. that she needs to do the things that we do so we can have stuff to talk about and share with each other. So she's hey, gotten all better. All right. <laughs> she's gotten she better. She goes camping okay. now. <laughs> I, yeah, yes, yes. Now, you know, I, I used to be a part of the uh, Black Ski Club in um, Wisconsin okay. because I hated, I hated the cold weather. So I figured, I said, okay, let me join the Black Ski Club. Maybe if I join them, I can like the winners. That didn't work. But I did try oh, yeah. skiing downhill, and I, I prefer to cross country over the downhill. But um, they, too, would have camping trips and other things um, throughout the summer <clears throat> for people to do. And, and it was great. It was great. I had to, We went white water rafting and that kind of stuff. So I like doing that kind of stuff and being around and it was really great to see a ski resort that was full of us doing the electric oh, yeah. slide at the end of the thing. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's good to see that and enjoy that as a group of people and families that really love and support their family and each other. So I just want to applaud and thank you guys <laughs> again. Um, okay, is there anything else that you guys think we need to share with our listening audience? Okay, I'm going to say this I'm going to say something. I do have to go. Uh, I no, have no we, problem. We've got uh, for 30 minutes. we got 30 minutes, but I'm, I'm not rushing you, but I'm just trying to make sure I cover every base, uh, every area about fishing um, for our listening audience. Okay. No, I'm, I'm, I, I, but I, I do have to go. What I'm about to say is I'm available to write grants at no cost, so it's no big deal. Oh, really? So if, as long as it relates to fishing, no outdoor – they can they can contact me and I'll I'll take a couple of them out. All right, that is wonderful. And I think they heard that too. and I thank you, Mr. Collins, for taking time out your day, and Mr. Davis too, because you guys have been um, a great resource of information. And I'm inspired by what you're doing, and I'm just gonna say I'm going to see I'm gonna check I'll, I'll be at the. Um, Representative Rogers Bruce event, but I'll be showing families how to ferment fresh fruits and vegetables at that event, at that fishing rodeo. Because that's another thing, you guys, you know, at these different um, events, I do show families how to ferment. Um, You can dehydrate um, fish too. So I know some people know probably want to eat it that way. You can dehydrate it, yeah. So it's other ways you can preserve food and, and fermenting stuff. That's how they did it years ago. Um, And so we're bringing back those old ways of skills. So I do applaud you guys for being on the show, and I thank you so much. Mr. Collins, give them them your number again and your information that they can reach you, and also you too, Mr. Davis, when he's finished. Okay, Okay. so L.C. Collins at Cleveland Treatment Center, 
org. My work number is 216-861-4246. They mention your show. That's the way to talk to me. That's it. All right. Mr. Roberts? Okay, and my um, my email address is robertdavis731 at gmail.com. It's robertdavis731 at gmail.com. And my my cell number is 216-780-1424. Uh, be glad to talk to you. All right. Oh. We're going to take another break. And I, I'm to go ahead. You want to say one more thing? Yeah, I just, just want to tell you, Mr. Collins has been a little, you know, he he didn't tell you about his horseback riding trips that we, we took, too. Um, oh, uh, snap. No, how he sit there, he tell me talk about riding horses. He didn't say nothing. Okay. That is wonderful. <laughs> See? Yeah, that so, is good. You guys have a good day, but I do have to go, though. But thank you very, very much. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on. All right. We'll take okay. another, I'm taking a break here, and Mr. Roberts, Thank you so much for being a part of the show, okay? Are, are we done, or should I uh, um, hang no, on? No, you can hold on. If you can, yeah, you, you can hold on. I'm just going to take another break because Mr. Collins okay. has to go, but we're going to do another break. Thank you so much. Certainly. Right, thank you. Thank you. Hold on here. I have to refresh this thing. It's not... Acting right here. So we're going to do one more thing here. So he likes doing horseback riding, huh? Well, you know, what happened, um, it's been some years ago. What You know, again, he, he he writes a lot of grants for his organization, and he was the one that got me started writing grants for, 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 for our, the Bass organization, too. But um, we, we were all working at a, a sportsman show in downtown Cleveland, and he, um, what he did was, uh, you know, he, he ran into these people that were there who had a, a ranch, and uh, they had overnight accommodations, and and so we took probably fifty kids on overnight a horseback riding trip, a trail ride. Wow. And the there was a, a older couple that that were the trail bosses. And you know, taught the kids how to neck rein a horse, and you know, uh, do the whole nine, and and it was in the mountains of Pennsylvania, uh, Tynaster, Pennsylvania, and we had a uh, had a great time. We, we we slept under the stars, and and they cooked uh, steaks and fish and everything right there on the open fire. It was just a tremendous weekend. But you know, the kids who got exposed to that were were just you know, like, I, you know, as an adult who has been horseback riding, I was I was ecstatic about it. So you, know, I, I'm sure the kids were. Wow, I just I'm like I said I'm just I just applaud you guys because like I said you don't hear enough about what we're doing as a people or how it's being done, and if you just listen to the evening news you think no one cares and they just out here but there is a there's some rams in the bush of people out here like yourself and Mr. Collins that are helping these youth reaching out and you really really care and we we have to care about our kids because they belong to us these are our kids so yeah. That is oh, great. Yeah. His, I... his organization, the Cleveland Treatment Center, again, we, we've partnered with them for a long time. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I started as a volunteer, and, and then when we went off and started our organization, we, st- we still kept in touch. Um, 
every year Father's Day weekend, you know, like uh, I, I say, it got to a point where my kids sometimes were not uh, were wondering where I was on Father's Day weekend. <laughs> so, mm. and, but you know, they they had me all the time. Uh, the kids that we work with, uh, uh, most of them don't have dads in their home. Right. So, right. 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 one day, it and wasn't you, a big deal. And if you come in their life and just give them that word of encouragement, or just spend some time, people remember that. They remember that. Oh, yeah. And.
this is Marcia. You're back on the D Hour Network and for your health show. I am my guest today was Robert Davis and Mr. Elsie Collins and they're from the um the North Coast Black Bass Angle Association and this is a group of young men young men in spirit and and I don't know your ages but young men in spirit that are here taking our youth and our community out fishing to give them the skills of being with nature, taking care of themselves, learning how to eat, um, and even as a sport, because uh, many people, as you said, they have fishing tournaments and things. You know what I forgot to ask you, uh, Mr. Rutgers? Do you guys just use worms? What other stuff are you using for bait? For uh, okay. It all depends. That's a, a broad question there. Uh in, in tournament bass fishing, we can only use artificial lures. Um, really? Yes. Um, and a lot of people see them in the store, they, they don't think they work, but they work extremely well uh, in in the hands of a, of a skilled angler. They're, they're pretty amazing. You know, uh, when we're working with kids who, who are just getting started, we use, use worms, maggots, wax worms. Uh, that sort of thing, you know. So um, uh, again, it depends on on the the you know the purpose of your fishing. Um, when when we go bass fishing, we want to make sure that we that we 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 um, uh, return to the fish, uh, return the fish to the water uh, safe and and unharmed. Uh, when you use exactly. live bait, a lot of times, uh, by the time you realize the fish has has the the bait in its mouth. Um, it's too late. They've already swallowed it, and people are trying to get the, dig their hooks out and that sort of thing. And and it, and, it, and if you're not going to keep the fish, it hurts them, you know. Oh, uh, especially okay. if they're too small, okay. thing, you know. So, but with with tournament fishing, uh, normally, um, well, we feel the bite and we set the hook, you know, which means give it a big jerk, and we reel the fish mm-hmm. in. So, usually before the fish has swallowed the bait. And so it, it doesn't uh-huh. harm them. Um, so uh, if we if we catch a five pound bass in a tournament and release that particular fish alive, um, you know somebody else can catch it another day. And gotcha. and a, gotcha. like you know even on a, on a, a small what we call club tournament days, um, uh, you can win two, three, four hundred dollars or more, a thousand dollars, just for uh, having the biggest fish of the day. Uh, and then, then you know what happens is, in most states you, you have what they call a, a five fish bag limit, and uh, so you can keep five fish. And once you caught five fish, uh, uh, five bass, we have a live well on our boats, and those live wells, you know, have an aeration system of pumps to keep the fish alive. So uh, you, if you have your five fish, you can continue to fish. Because you may want to you know, catch a, you may catch a bigger one, and so once you catch a larger fish than what you have, you release the release the smaller one and put a bigger one in there, and so uh, you, you really? call you call to the end of the day, and you had to until you had to go back to the weigh in, and once you weigh your fish, they uh, uh, they take them out and weigh them, and then you um, uh, you get your scores based on on the weight of your fish. Well, in the in the top level, t- top tier tournaments, sometimes they last four days, and so your cumulative weight over four days is is, is how how it's scored. 
Now, you don't eat any of this bass fish at all? No. No, we don't even keep have we don't keep them at all. It? Oh, you yeah, I've tasted taste bass fish. Yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh when you I'm going out, I don't even see that kind of fish for sale. I'm like, okay, in the store, um, they don't even no, sell uh, that kind of fish. In... No, they don't sell game fish in the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, usually the fish that can be caught by nets that they sell in the stores. Gotcha. So you know, when fish school up mm-hmm. like perch or walleye that sort of thing, um, they'll they'll uh, um, at least up here in Ohio. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the I know that a lot of places have tilapia. They grow them in fish farms, yes. that sort of thing. Now, uh, but we uh, uh, pretty much just um, for uh, when it comes to bass fishing, we just uh, uh, we catch and release everything. Uh, only um, the exception is if a fish dies in a live well. Uh, at the end of the day, somebody may grab it and take it home and eat it and put it up on ice. Yeah. Gotcha. Now another question. Um, my daughter, a friend of mine, was telling me that the reason why when you get fish and it tastes real fishy like is because it never it wasn't gutted right away. It's because the inside still sitting there inside that fish. Is gutting it right away prevents the fish from tasting really really fishy? Uh, you know, uh, I I can't say that for sure. Um, from my experience, what I what, um. Uh, there are times I'm pretty lazy. If I'm going fishing for food and <laughs> put it on some ice, and as okay. long as it's kept cold and and then I I, and I keep it on ice till the next day, and they're fine, you know, as long as the temperature doesn't drop. But um, gotcha. uh, you know, if you've been out fishing, if you drive 50 miles, 60 miles to a lake, uh, go fishing, spend a whole day there, drive drive another 50 miles back, another hour back, you're beat. You're dead tired, and all the time yeah. you don't feel like playing fish, you know. Uh, <laughs> so, um, at least I don't. I don't. I don't. You know, there are some people I know who you know who have more energy than me. You were, you were asking. You know, you say you don't know how I'm, I'm seventy. So, okay, alright. You know, I don't have the energy I had young. when I was. Definitely young. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, but that's that's essentially what I do. You know. Uh, uh, as long as you keep them them ice down pretty good, you're usually in good shape. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I'm just I'm just impressed on you guys' time and commitment of doing this and how long you've been doing it. I know many people enjoy fishing because I did. You know, I haven't done it in a while, but when I did do it, it was great because with me doing a blog talk and workshops. I just haven't had a chance to do anything, but I did get my son, grandson a fishing rod. I got another one, so I need to go get another fishing rod and some tackle thing and making sure they get out to learn how to do these things and connect with groups like that. But now there's pretty much different fishing groups like you guys throughout the United States, and you told us that Jim um, Austin. Yes. So connect with them, and they have a list of different fishing groups throughout the United States and different states, or what? Yes. Mm-hmm. How do, okay. Yeah, uh, okay. connect with them or uh, and connect with the uh, organization called the TBF. It's called the Bass Federation, the TBF. Uh, contact them or in your local state. Just look up if you're in Tennessee, uh, um, um, the Tennessee Bass Federation or the Florida Bass Federation. 
uh, the Ohio Bass Federation. Those are those are national. Um, those are statewide organizations. And uh, contact them um, if if you're looking for youth programming. Uh, find out you know you know which which you know who you know they usually a president or conservation director uh, or something in each one mm-hmm. of those groups. And and, and there's a, a person. Uh, there's, there's always contact information on their websites. Uh, contact Perfect. them and and and. Um, They'll be able to give you all kinds of information, you know, uh, about uh, how to start programs, um, you know, who's welcome, uh, what age groups are welcome. Uh, a, a lot of younger kids are, are um, you know, it's, it's, there's safety safety issues that come come up uh, when you start to cast. Kids are, you know, don't look behind themselves. And I've been hooked. I know. On, I had one little boy to fall in the water. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, all kind of things will happen. So. So um, uh, having people who are, are trained properly, and in, in Ohio, the Ohio Department of Wildlife has a training program. It's called Passport to Fishing, and and it's free. Uh, and once you once you've gone through the program, they will teach you how to access money for for those programs. Uh, I'm and I'm sure you know you know Ohio's not not a wealthy state, but. Uh, if Ohio's got it, I'm sure uh, Georgia's probably got something very similar, or, or other states around the union. And once once mm-hmm. the kids have, you know, once adults have 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 gone through these courses, uh, they 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 can present it to their church groups or any other organization that, that that's that's kid friendly. You know, so you know, there there are things that that we we used to do. I used to re- put my arms around a kid and hold a rod and show my we can't touch kids now, you know. So I mean, there's, you know, everybody wants to litigate over everything. You know, you got too close to me or whatever. You can't wait a minute. And you can't you dirty touch old man, kid. I don't want you close to me. Yeah, well, you know, I don't want to be close to your kid if you don't want me to. You know, all I'm trying to do is teach your kid how wow. to fish. So, wow. You know, and you know, I've had teach when I used to teach school. Um, the kids always come up and hug you. You know, when you come mm-hmm. to the and, and one of the teachers say you shouldn't hug them. I said, girl, please, I'm hug them. I do. I'm a hugger. So they come hug me. I give them a hug. Yes. But you know, it's it's really sad. And we need those kids need that affection. They need that attention. And but so many people have perverted that that everybody's afraid to even try to express it now. Yeah, so, but I just want to thank you. I do appreciate you um, really taking out the time and um, from your evening with your family to have this talk with us on Blog Talk Radio um, for your health because fish is good, and that's another thing we didn't even talk about, the health benefit of fish, of the omega-3, you know, the the, the, the oil that's in the fish that are really healthy. You know, like salmon is really good, but fish is a really good food. You know, Jesus he fed his disciples fish and bread, you know. He told them to make them fishermen of men. And fish is a way of bringing people in to be relaxed. And I think it's a way of sitting down and having a conversation with people in a real calm, beautiful atmosphere. So I'm glad. So you say you guys travel about 50 miles. Or you travel sometimes 50 miles or more just to go fishing, correct? Oh, at least, yeah. We travel hundreds of miles. As a matter of fact, uh, <laughs> uh, um, there there is an organization called SABA, the Sportsmen's Association of Black Bass Anglers. There's one called Quad State Team Bass Tour- Tournament. 
series, uh, and they're all they're mostly all over the South. Uh, there was a club in Detroit wow. called the Detroit Bass Club. So uh, we've done stuff in fellowship with them. I've, I've driven all the way to 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 South Carolina, Georgia, um, Mississippi, Alabama, and everything to fish tournaments. So from Ohio, that's that's more than 100 miles. Right, 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 right. Wow. And I just want to thank you so much. Awesome. Just just to be around a bunch of people who have 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 what you you know have the love for for the outdoors and and bass fishing in common is is, is pretty awesome, and there's always good food. Um, uh, we were in um, uh, at a place called Lay Lake in Alabama, and it was pretty much back mm-hmm. in the woods. And one of the big tournaments, one of the Sabbath tournaments, and the night before the tournament starts, there's usually uh, some church back in the in the country that will serve us. And you know, Aww. I can I can I can still taste the the collard greens and <laughs> beef and fried chicken and candied yams and uh, uh, red velvet cake. <laughs> and yes. we ate so yes, much we could yes. hardly get up the next day. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wow. that kind of fellowship, uh, those things are are, are just uh, will be etched in my mind forever. You know. Yeah, and that's 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 a good thing, and I you know. And having those memories for yourself as well as the people that's serving you, you know, food brings us together and it brings um, closeness and power. We can fellowship with each other and support each other through breaking bread and eating fish, greens, chicken, whatever. It's, it's, it's a blessing. So we're going to, um, I just want to thank you. We've got about eight minutes left for the show, but I just want to remind people that. Um, we're on every Sunday at 8 o'clock Eastern Time for your health. I have many previous blog talk information with great information about taking care of your health, your body, giving us ideas and suggestions to challenge ourselves to make our lives better and our family lives better to taking care of ourselves and our neighbor. Because sometimes if you go back in the days when people went fishing, they would bring a couple of fish that they knew they weren't going to eat or prepare and give it to their neighbor. I went fishing yes, for some fish. And that's how I remember the neighbors upstairs when we were kids in Wisconsin, and they would go fishing, and they would, on their way up, they would, here, knock on the door. It was a duplex. Hand my dad two or three fish, and my dad would start cleaning, and my mom would cook it, you know. Oh wow! Looking out for each other—that was a way of doing it. And I think we need to bring that back, and we'll love that because you may have a neighbor down the street, and you're fishing. Bring her a fish. You know, we can feed each other. We can take care of each other. So that's what this mission is about, and teaching us how to do that. So I just thank you, thank you, thank you for being on this show. And we're oh, gonna take another little small. Welcome. All right, we're gonna take another small break, and then we'll be off the air, and I'm hopefully to get you guys back and then maybe get some feedback of some of the young people and their experience and how they like it to have them on with you guys one day. How about that? Okay, that might be a, a, I'm sure that's that's an option we can, we can pursue. Ah, great. All right, we're going to take another break, and we'll be back with the DR Network. This is Marsha Thaddison, your host.
All right, you're back on the Diawa Network. This is Marcia, your host, and I'm just so glad you're here with us. Um, we had a great day today sharing information about the North Coast Bass Angel Association with uh, Mr. Davis and Mr. Collins. Thank you so much for your time and being on our show tonight. I want to remind my listening audience, next week we have Nana on and Linda Walton. Linda is a, a doula. And we have uh, Nana, who is a midwife. So we're going to be talking about giving birth and the natural way of doing it. Mr. Davis, I appreciate you taking out time from your family this evening to do this talk with us, and I would love to do it again. You know, if I'm ever in Cleveland or area, I would like you guys to uh, check you guys out or have you check us out here in Atlanta. Um, okay, that would be love awesome. To share the knowledge of what we're doing with yesterday's kitchen for today on teaching the next generation. So thank you so much, all right? You guys okay. have a great evening. Have a great week, and thank you for the show, and I hope everyone enjoy it. And please give him a call and check him out if you're interested in starting a group in your city to reach out to our youth. And just want to thank you so much for being a part of our show. But quickly before I go, I just uh, found something else on the Internet. Net. Um, there's a group called Fishing for Real. Uh, oh, this um, is real. Okay. Okay, and and if you look want to look them up, it's F, the number four, and then R outdoors. F four R outdoors. Uh, dot com, um, and they do a lot of uh, youth uh, events too. Um, I'm not sure what part of the country they're in, but I, I've seen them on on the internet uh, quite a few times, and and they're um, they're they're uh, uh, they started off pretty much as an African American group, but they also uh, they're open the doors to to anglers of all 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 um, uh, backgrounds. So and they work with kids okay. from from all over the place too. So uh, and then Arthur Bronson is another person you may want to want to check out. He's on Facebook. Uh, Arthur's all uh, on Facebook all the time, but he's he's over the uh, uh, the International Federation of Black Bass Anglers. So those are some people that well, you you want to hook up with and and who have. Um, Tentacles that reach out all the way out all, all over the fishing community. So, um, okay. You know what? I'm gonna get that listing. I'll get the listing and we'll post that information later. Okay. That'll be fine. Okay. Thank right. you. Have a great evening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marcia Thaddison, with For Your Health Show. I just want to welcome everyone aboard tonight. We have a great lineup of guests tonight because anyone knows that's been listening to my show, my mission is for us to go back to teach the next generation what our grandparents used to teach us. And from my previous shows, we had guests on healthy eating, healthy food. I am a grandma wanting to be able to teach the next generation about canning, fermenting, even growing your own foods because, um, as I've said before on the past show, I truly believe we're at a time and season here in the United States that we need to pass these skills 